0: Apple presents, Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome tonight's guest, Melissa Etheridge.
1: Welcome! You're so close. We're right here. Oh, I've always wanted to do one of these. I love uh, iTunes, bringing music right into my living room, right into my world instantly. Can't think of anything better. And I love that they have brought me to you and now into your living room or wherever you might be listening to this. I have a new album coming out. Yes. It's called Fourth Street Feeling. Gonna be talking a lot about that, explaining that to you. I'm gonna play the the first single now, and it is called Falling Up. Now, <laughs> thank you, woo, that's okay. All right, there you are. And this, so- this song I wrote um, after I'd been out one night, sometime, you know, you, you're feeling good, you come home late at night and grab my guitar, cause I felt like it, and I just started. I so then, doesn't that make me happy? Right? That makes me happy. So I, 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 I worked on the music a little bit, and then, as is sometimes, not this is not always how I write a song, but this song did come to life this way. Wrote the music, you know, the the the, the bed of the music, and then I thought, now what what does that say? What am I saying here? Well, you know, I've been kind of having a little up and down with things. You. You're up and then you're down, and that's the way it is. And kind of after all these years, I'm like, you know what? It just keeps going up and down. It doesn't stop. And eventually you realize that it's a ride. And then I, if you can pull back, because what I, I tried to do is, is kind of look at the whole ride, going, wait a minute, I'm going up and down, but I'm, I'm just on a steady rise up. So any time that I feel like I'm falling, going backwards, I'm actually falling up. And that's uh, that's what the song's about. Little song about uh, technology. Also, you can send me a picture <laughs> instantly. Tell me how you are, how you feel. This is falling up. best friend oh. and in the picture was me and
0: my car had another
1: bed if you want to come and find me I can leave you a sign well, my a little heavy but the rest of me is well to me Sure. front of me. Every now and then I fall off the edge, right off the ledge, heels overhead. Am I giving in if I'm trying? Am I really falling or flying? Am I really living or dying? Am I really falling, falling or flying? goodness, thank you so much. You were so quiet and and, and attentive. It's nice. because It's like, oh my gosh, it's a recording. I don't want to be the one that goes, ah, in the middle of it. <laughs> right. But if you can't help it, let it out. All right, don't you worry. Because <laughs> that's what we're about, right? That's what we've always been about. So, moving on. The next song I'm going to play for you is the first song on the album. And sequencing an album actually is one of my favorite things to do. And I don't, I don't listen to anyone else. I don't want their opinions. I don't, it's like, this is mine. Because when I used to, you know, get an album and I'd run home, And and I put it on, and I would listen from beginning to end because I believed that that's what the artist intended for me to do, You know that it was a journey that I was going to go on, that, you know, oh, Bruce's album, here, this is what he's telling me. This is, you know, I remember Ricky Lee Jones or Joan Armatray, whoever, whatever, I would just listen to it from beginning to end. And it was a, you know, it was a journey. So I love, even even this day and age, when you can pick and choose, you can make your own little list if you like, it's fine. (laughs) But originally, you know, this is how I want you to... To hear the songs, to to go on the journey. This album was not so much a concept in the beginning. It turned out to be such. As I look back on it, I see what I I uh, created and where I was creating from. And that's one of the reasons I put this song, Kansas City, as the beginning. Because in the song, I am driving across Kansas, as a lot of people have done. <laughs> Through Kansas, they joke, yeah, you drive through kansas there's nothing there right but i i i I grew up in leavenworth kansas which is right outside of kansas city and um the drive is just about going through and to me it's like come with me let's go back to some memories yet retain what what we know who i am now a little bit more wiser a little bit less you know crazy maybe i'm i i do not know but uh but this song is, is my snapshot of, of Kansas, of driving, of uh, Midwestern life, of, of an old memory of mine, and it's called Kansas City. I've gotten my old man's Delta 88 The window's cracked, I'm on the interstate A hundred miles to go On half a tank of gasoline Lucky charms and tic-tacs And mom's amphetamines A hundred miles to go To Kansas City February makes me kind of crazy A hundred miles to go to Kansas City. Will you still be calling me your baby? I met a man in a diner outside a haze. He said marriage brought him there. It was divorce that made him stay. I drove straight through to Junction City. I thought I'd call you in Topeka But I didn't want a pity A hundred miles to go to Kansas City February makes me kinda crazy A hundred miles to go to Kansas City Will you still be calling me your baby? It feels like I've been thrown into the slam with a back end of a hat. song I've never played for anybody, except in the studio, yes. It, it, look at her, she's like, what does that mean? I wanted, I really wanted a picture where I was smiling, cause I did, cause I, I think a lot of my albums are uh, rock and roll, you know? And it's like time to, To smile, but that was the one that worked. We even tried to do the technological, because you can do anything now, right, with pictures. We tried to remove that mouth and put in, like, a smiling... It (laughs) kind of looked like the late-night shows when they do that. It was weird. (laughs) But that was the look, so it's like, huh. It's like, yeah, take it or leave it. It's good. And the, uh, the car is an exact replica. It's not my original... Uh, Chevy Impala, 1964 was my first car. Yeah, I bought it with my own money. Yeah, that I earned singing on the weekends when I played in the country bands. I, yeah, it was, I was happening, <laughs> you know, in Leavenworth. Woo, and and I so I had an old uh, 1964 Chevy Impala, and I'd drive it around, and then it just quit, you know. And I remember the. The junk man coming and getting it and taking it away. Well, so when I, uh, when I was making this album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you go All right. When I was making this album, it was a great experience. I worked with two producers. Most of the tracks are done with Jakir King, who worked with you know, Kings of Leon, heard of them. <laughs> and Nora Jones, he just did of Monsters and Men. He's just a, he's a lover of music. And he has a way of taking what an artist does and just putting it in this lovely little case and presenting it. He's just wonderful, and he was a delight to work with. And I, I just love him. And so we, we worked, I, I recorded with him for two weeks. Then I took like a weekend off. And then I worked with another producer named Stephen Booker. Now he he was English, and I love the English, and they um, he had done Duffy's uh, Mercy, you know. Ka-ka-pow. He was kind of the English right now. I, I find that a lot of music coming from uh, overseas is reflecting back to us our own American like R and B and our own American uh, music. Sometimes they do it better, and they come... They, they've done this for years, started with the Beatles, right? So um, I really... I looked over there. I wanted to bring some of that into this album. And right before I started to work with him, on the Monday, that Sunday night, I I just... Uh, I felt I had another song, right? There's one more song, and I, I, I never know when to let go. And um, I sat at home on my piano, and I worked out this... Chord progression. Like this. I just kept playing that over and over. And I brought it into the studio the next day and I said, I'm kind of thinking about this other song. And we recorded a couple songs. And I said, you know, give me a moment. And I went in and I wrote this song in the studio, in the other room. And it's a very simple song. And what I did was I just went right inside myself and i said okay what's going on with me i said well there's some there's some you know uh, home issues which you know if you're a parent you have it's not a perfect world and i was struggling with those and and myself and feelings a lot of stuff was happening out here in the world and i was like oh sometimes i wish i could just go back go back to leavenworth go back to that youth when everything i had i could put into my chevrolet right you know, when, when you just didn't have a mortgage. You didn't have two car payments or whatever. That, and, and remembering that simplicity, remembering that time. So I went back and I took a little snapshot of it. And the song is the two voices. It's, it's past and present. And I present to you tonight the uh, song called Fourth Street Feeling. All right. All right well I've been I've been thinking there's something I'm not talking about the whispers have found me behind the shadows
0: of my doubts
1: I get the feeling do it live. Yes, I can. Thank you. That was uh, was fun. And the song uh, in the studio, I play the Wurlitzer. That's called a Wurlitzer. It's a very old sound from like the 60s and 70s. It's really fun to play. And it's a really funky little tune, and I enjoy it. That was 4th Street Feeling. Now, of course, this song, this album, uh, has its share of rock and roll. Indeed. And... and um, Something that I noticed the last year of my touring that I've been doing is that I can play the guitar. <laughs> no, you, you <laughs> it, there's a funny thing that happened. I got, I, I went to a Berkeley College of Music for a minute, <laughs> for a couple weeks, you know, and and, and I was like, ah, I want to go out and be in the world, right? And I learned to play guitar to a certain point, and I just thought that that was all I was ever going to know. That I was never going to get better. I didn't know that playing 25 years in front of people I was actually going to get better. And that was very exciting. So uh, I let myself play more guitar in the last couple of years of, of touring. My uh, guitar player that I have, Peter Thorne, has been helping me so much with uh, understanding how to be more of a lead guitar. I'm usually you know, just I'm playing rhythm and, and thrashing the guitar. And so I've learned more subtle technique, sort of, in the guitar playing. And um, I've really enjoyed it. So when I went into the studio, I said, all right, guys, I'm ready. I'm going to do all of the guitar playing. I'm just going to eat the solo, everything. I had to pretend I was a solo guitar player and everything. And you know, it, it's like life. If you just keep pretending, pretty soon that's what you are. So it's true. And I am really enjoying. The, the guitar playing that I do on this album because it means I get to go out and then play this guitar playing for you guys. And that's where the fun is when, you know, you come to the shows and you scream and holler. You don't have nice comfortable seats that you sit in like this, behaving yourself and, you know. When we can get crazy and raise the roof. Yes, so that is just, I mean, I think that I'm, I'm after the ultimate rock and roll experience, right? If you're gonna get rock star parking, you might as well have the ultimate rock star experience on stage, so that's what I'm looking for. So this song, Unabashedly Full Out, is just to play live for people who've had a couple drinks. (laughs) Or not, Not, it's not about drinking. You know me, or anything else. So, but it's about, the song is called Shout Now. And um, it's about shouting. It's about, uh, it's about speaking when it's the time to speak. It's about listening and then going, OK, my turn. I'm going to speak now. I'm going to shout now. I'm going to, going to let it out, because it's very important. It's very important to listen, but it's also very important to take your turn to shout now. That's all I'm going to say about the song. Rock and roll. Shout now. Here we go. For much too long Now I'm telling everybody What's been going on It's time to shout now It's time to scream It's time to wake up From this bad dream I'm gonna shout till the devil gets on his knees Shout Tell my angels, say, pretty, please. Shout till the feeling running through my veins. Shout till everybody thinks I'm insane. I want to shout there's more people with me I'm gonna shout till the devil gets on his knees shout till my angels say pretty pretty please shout till the feeling running through my veins shout till they Ask me questions. They ask me questions. And they usually, like, have a moderator. But I said, moderators get in the way between me and my fans. I'm not afraid of my fans. I can talk to my fans. So there's going to be someone with a microphone. There he is, the man with a microphone, right there. Now, if you have a question, and any question, you know I'll answer anything. You know I'll talk about anything. Uh, let's start with Marissa. Hi, honey. Hi. Hi. Hi.
0: Um. Can I please have a hug?
1: You have no idea what you've started. Okay. A sweetheart, she's a fan. She wrote a letter, and I read it back. Yeah, it's like. Got a question way in the back here. She just that, that question way in the back here, over there. Hi, yeah. hi, hi, Melissa. It's a great honor to have you here in New York City. Oh. Can you? Sh- it really is. <sighs> You're a great talent. Thank you. Um, can you share with us specifically about New York, some of your favorite moments throughout your career, and, and as you visit the city? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. Guess what. I have a girlfriend who lives here, has an apartment here. You know what that means? I have an apartment here now. I'm kind of a New Yorker. I get a little miffed about all the tourists, yeah. Like, what are all the tourists doing here? Get out of my way, I got somewhere to go. All of a sudden, I'm a New Yorker. No, it's beautiful i love this city i always have at first i was a little afraid of it yes i was coming from kansas was like new york city it was like in the 70s it was really scary i actually uh i spent a few hours in new york city in 1979 walked up and down fifth avenue scared me a little bit but it was exciting that exciting scare right so i you know i lived in boston for a while always had been around, yeah, Boston, always had been around New York City, but it wasn't until New York City loved me. It wasn't until, I remember coming to my window, came out, it was like, Phew. I remember I had my picture on the big side of a record store. I was like, look at that, in New York City. I remember playing Madison Square Garden. That was one of those, yeah, one of those moments when you're like, whoa, whoa, wait. And, and New York City, is, is like the heart of of music, of of art, of of the world. I think I think it's a very very important place, you know. And everything that y'all been through, that we've been through, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a very very special place. And I always love playing here. You guys always come out, and uh, it's just a real pleasure. So I love I heart New York City too. Third row to your left. We're gonna wait. Hi. hi! Oh my gosh, you're little. Okay,
0: take the mic.
1: Hi. What's uh, your name? Michael. Michael! Uh, hi.
0: Uh, hi. Uh, first of all, my mom's a really big fan of you.
1: <laughs> Figured that. Okay.
0: And she never stops talking about you. Second of all. <gasps> second of all, I wanted to know who your inspiration was. Oh
1: You right now, my son. You. Oh, no,
0: no,
1: no. You just the love. Oh dude. Your mom's a good mom. <laughs> uh, my inspirations when I was your age I uh, we had little transistor radios it was this funny thing that music came out but you couldn't do anything with it it just came out <laughs> that was all and it was, uh, had a little speaker on it a little transistor radio and I remember hearing the Beatles was the first uh, and I thought they were angels coming out it was. I want to hold your hand you know it was beautiful, and my sister, who was older than me, four years older, she she got all the albums, and I'd sneak in and get those. And I started buying 45s. It was rock and roll, but it was, it was everything from uh, Steppenwolf and uh, uh, Tommy James the Shondells to uh, um, Neil Diamond to Led Zeppelin to Marvin Gaye to the Supremes to the to Tammy Wynette. To, there was there was no boundary back then, and like when I was a child in the 60s or 70s, music just just came in. And then in, when I was a, in high school, it was uh, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger. It was a lot of rock and roll that I loved, and that was that was where I found my heart going was rock and roll. There have been great writers that I've loved, Paul Simon, Peter Gabriel, Joan Armitrading, Joni Mitchell. There have been great performers, Janis Joplin. Uh, Rod Stewart, even you know these these great uh, uh, that I draw my inspiration from. Thank you for your wonderful question, Michael. Okay, I see these two, but who's got the microphone? You've got the microphone, and you're going up to this person right here. Well, we'll get to you. Yes.
0: Hi, Melissa, and oh.
1: we're so glad you're here today. Oh my um, and I'm hearing a little bit of that New York accent, really. Yes, coming, now Two part question. Yes. We, we you know. Your fans are in the know, so we hear that there's a video about to come out soon of your Of the song? song? Yeah. Of Falling Up? Yes. Excellent. Can we expect that soon? Uh, Yes, it's done. Uh, Uh, Great. Record company? August. Uh, My record company says August 16th. Great. And uh, any DVD to follow up your European tour? Oh, no. Wouldn't that be nice? We did not film it. Record company, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, but we, but we will. We we, we did not get uh, the Fearless Love tour uh, filmed, but I, I feel strongly that maybe we that now is a time again to put a nice DVD out. We don't have plans yet, but that's always a possibility. You're waiting. I know you're so patient that way. Next question, sir. Right back here, Rose,
0: back. Backrose Center.
1: All right. that Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Say
0: hi, Mama. Hi. hi Melissa. Yes. Hi. <laughs> hi, this is my second time seeing oh. you alive. I oh. hope to see you in October again. I wrote your book. I read your book. And uh, I want to ask you, I'm happy to see you, and I love you so much. And I want to ask you, how you feel now that you're 51 and with your new partner? How do you feel?
1: I feel great. <laughs> I feel strong. I am healthier and happier than I've ever, ever, ever been. You know, I went through that cancer thing eight years ago, eight years cancer-free now. And I believe, I have a deep belief, that a lot of it has to do with with how I hold myself in my life and and the stress, understanding the stress kills. I have to make choices that, that line up emotionally with me, that I have to take care of myself. And that uh, I am what I eat, you know. To really eat things that are real, that come from the ground, and, and that 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 is where health is. That's what keeps my body healthy. So, in uh, my mind and my love, very, just very, very happy. Thank you so much. I love you. Okay. And Hi. The Hi. Where's Back. There you are. Hi.
0: Hi. Now this is not to be competitive, but tonight's the 37th time I've seen See? you. See two three
1: seven. <laughs>
0: And I want to thank you because I tell all my friends before there was an It Gets Better campaign, there's Melissa Etheridge. And you are why I'm here
1: today. But my question is, how do you handle the pressure of being a role model for so many different communities while still living your life and having a breakup and just being a person? Yeah, really. I figure the best thing I can do through all of my choices, through all of the things that I have decided or drawn to me to work on. To be the best I can be, to do my best, absolutely do my best, to be impeccable with my word, to speak truthfully whatever I'm going through, be pretty or not, you know, just go through it and show, you know what, it is not always perfect. And role models, they don't always get it right. If I can show that it's not the right or wrong of it, But how do I go through it? How do I get through this? What is my journey through it? That's what I want to be inspirational is that, yeah, again, you go up, you go down, you go up, and that's the ride. And this is just a ride. Cool. Thank you.
0: Hi, Melissa. Hi. While we're talking about times here, this is actually my first time ever seeing you live, Woo! so I'm so excited. Um, Usually
1: it's a lot more crazy <laughs> than this, but you should, you should come to it. You know, they're, they're behaving very well.
0: <laughs> my yeah. mom and I blast your albums in the car all the oh, time. That's so that's great. Um, I want to know what's currently playing on your iPod.
1: <gasps> my album. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, I love iPods. I promise you, when, when, that, when I realized that that technology was coming, that we could take a little thing with us that had my iPod, 5,000 songs, thank you. And I know everyone and where they are. And I love it. I love it because it used to be, you know, my collection was, w- was kind of thin. You know, you really, oh, I remember that. But to be able to put everything on my iPod. And I have playlists, you know, and I love it. Whatever mood I'm in, it's like, oh, I need to be chill. I have a great selection of chill. I even have chill, my chill, I have chill love. <laughs> I have chilled dinner. I ha- I'm, i yes, I'm, <laughs> I do. And I listened, I love, you know, the old stuff, love me. So I got R&B, I got reggae. And the new, I I am the girl, gets up in the morning, goes to iTunes, front page. What's new? I count. this is my new way. It's my new village of, hey, what do you like? Let me see what people bought. There's a new album out. What's the song that everybody likes? So oh, it's this one. We have so much more control over our music, and I love that. I love this technology. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, iTunes. You know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm here. But, you know, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Go ahead. And the back to the left again. Ah, okay. You, there Hi. You yes. Um, it's wonderful to see you. And I have to confess, I, I'm a late bloomer to your. You know, I, I used to think you were just a hard rocker, and I was more the jazz and folk, you know, singer-songwriter type, but come through my, way, of course, but then the night that you did the performance after your recovery and mm. did Peace in My Heart, I, it sent chills up my spine. Mm. Mean, I think it's one of the finest things I've ever seen
0: Thank in you. music. Thank you.
1: How were you feeling that night? <laughs> that night was, um, it was very special to me. It was an important night for me to get to one, to be asked to go to the Grammys was great, to, to be asked to pay tribute to Janis Joplin. Another reason, oh yeah, you know, I'm there. I, I'd have been mad if anybody else was singing it. I'd been gone, they're not singing it right. So I had to show up for a lot of reasons, but it, but it was a great opportunity for me to take control of my health, take control of myself and go, you know what? I'm gonna get back on that horse and ride. I'm gonna stand up, doesn't matter, I'm not my hair. Actually, someone wrote a song about that. And I, I i remember thinking, should I wear a wig? And I went, good God, no. I mean, that had been really... <laughs> no. And I thought, should I come? No, I'm bald. And I remember walking out and at, during uh, the sound check, during the dress rehearsal, and saying, you might have to light me different because a lot of light coming off my head. <laughs> you know? And they were like, oh, it's okay, Melissa. And it was important for me to get out. I was very weak. Chemotherapy just knocks the crap out of you, it's just awful. And I was very weak, and I just, I, I actually had to, to do less on stage than I usually do, because I wanted to save it all up for the screen. So I, I played, and it made for a better performance on television, because I wasn't all. Because I'm usually you know, playing for the cheap seats, and you know I'm just real big, so I got real small, which actually made it a really good television performance and uh, got the scream out, and went home and went back to bed for a couple more weeks, (laughs) so it it was a wonderful thing for me to do, and that it went out into the world, and I swear it, not a week or two goes by that someone is not mentioning it, so it still lives on in my life, and thank you. Thank you. now that you're a New Yorker, are you going to do more Broadway? Because you are awesome in American Idiot. Jimmy, St. Jimmy. Oh, that was so much fun being on Broadway. I got to do American Idiot for a week. I uh, replaced Billy Joe Armstrong, which is big shoes to fill. And it was so much fun that they let me do that. I am bitten Would love. I will be back on Broadway. I promise. I just, I promise. It's just so much fun. One more question. Hi, Melissa. Hi.
0: I'm from Ukraine. Ooh. And I have seen you about 40 times. See now. Thank you so what's much. your
1: excuse? No. <laughs> and I I've never a, been to the Ukraine, so there. I have a question. Yes. Who made the banjo guitar for you? Who made the banjo Doodah. If, um, if you've heard the single Falling Up, uh, you will hear a banjo type sound. Now, I want to introduce. Where's Mark? Mark? This is Mark Van Gul, who is my guitar tech, and he, not just my guitar technician, but he's my guitar consultant, right? He, he worked with me in the studio. He was by my side every note, and because I was trying to, to branch out. And I brought my banjo in, my little, I, I said, you know, I wanna, I, I'm not so good on the banjo, but I'm okay, and I wanted to play the banjo on this trip. And he said, well, did you know that they make? He looked at me, he goes, you want a tar? I said, excuse me? He said, Kazunte? What? Banjitar? <laughs> he said, "Yeah, you know. I think that's what they call it. I don't know." He said uh, it's a cross between a banjo and a guitar. I said, "Well, that sounds great because it's the sound of a banjo yet I can still play it like a guitar." So it's kind of a cheating thing, but it's okay. It's all right because it's about the sound. So they didn't make the banjitar for me. They make them and I just hope to make them more popular now. So since, since that sort of sound, that sort of organic sound is, is, is more in our zeitgeist now, in the music, I thought, you know, I'll pull it in. But thank you, Mark Van Gogh, for the banjo. It was his banjo guitar actually, that I used. And with that, Mark will bring me up my guitar-guitar. Yes, thank you so much, buddy. All right, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming out here today, for doing this. Thank you to Apple. <laughs> thank you to iTunes, and and uh, I love doing this uh, thing. I can't wait. I have never done one of these before, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to put this over here because we're going to play some guitar. And I don't want to hurt anybody. There. Now, thank you. Uh, I'll look. I'm. I'll be back here in October. Gonna. Yeah, I think it's October, right? Yeah, I'm going to be playing in the city and going to sleep in my apartment that night. Yeah, because that's fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you, love you all. I wish I could do this for a long time. All right, that's it, have I said everything, done everything, it's all good? All right, this is a song you might know. 1994, 93, yep. I've given it a redo, as we can do, because I can. Hmm. No, that's all. Don't want to say anything else. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out. I love you. <laughs> You for something new. Some of the woman is looking like something that might be good for you. Go on and hold her till the screaming is gone. Go on, believer
0: when you tell you nothing.
1: you see that I am trying to explain I've been here before and I'm locking the door and I am not going back again won't make it go away You wake up tomorrow And wrestle the sorrow That holds you down Today Go on and hold until Till the screaming Is gone Go on
0: Believer when she tells you let
1: The is gone Go on, believe
0: Give it up one more time, Melissa Etheridge.